Hello, my name's Gary, and this is episode 35 of EV Musings, a podcast about electric vehicles and things that are interesting to electric vehicle owners. On today's show, we'll be answering that major question that seems to get levelled at EV drivers whenever all the arguments about range, battery life and CO2 emissions have failed, but they're just so expensive. So how much do EVs really cost? It's just me this week, Simon is rearranging his Lego Star Wars collection. Our feature topic today is around the price of EVs, and in this we're going to discuss the often quoted trope that EVs are more expensive than internal combustion engine cars. Before we start this, let me make sure you understand my position. If you cannot afford to buy an EV, then you cannot afford to buy an EV. If you want a dirt cheap, you know, £500 old fossil fuel rattler that'll run for a couple of years but get you to work, then there's probably no chance you're going to find an EV that's that cheap. But a £30,000 EV is cheaper than a £31,000 ICE car. A £5,000 EV costs the same as a £5,000 ICE car. And the monthly repayments on a £300 per month EV lease are the same as the monthly repayment on a £300 ICE car loan. So that being said, are EVs more expensive than ICE cars? Well, on the face of it, yes, it's an accurate statement. If I look, for example, at the new Peugeot 208, the base model version costs £16,250 on the road, and the EV version costs 29250 That's a £13,000 price difference. Wow! But that's not the whole story. Let's look at the Toyota CHR plug-in hybrid and compare it, for example, with my Kia Soul 2019 model. According to the EV database, my car costs £26,995 new. A comparable Toyota CHR Hybrid 1.8 costs 28005 That's for a very similar spec, but not identical. The CHR Hybrid doesn't have keyless entry, push-button start, and heated steering wheel like mine does, but it does have leather seats and posh rims on the wheels. So my EV is cheaper than a comparable hybrid. When calculating the cost of the EV, it's important to make sure you're comparing like for like. Saying the E208 is £13,000 more than the base model is both inaccurate and misleading. First of all, you're comparing the top of the range EV with the base model 208. Second of all, if you compare the different spec levels of the 208, you'll see that the 1.5 litre 6-speed manual is 18850 on the road, and the active E208, which is the EV equivalent, is 25050 on the road, which is less than a £6,000 difference. The GT line model has a top-of-the-range non-EV variant at £22,200 and an EV variant at £28,100, again a difference of under £6,000, which is much different to £13,000, right? But when we spec the cars to have similar interiors and put the optional extras on, the price is even closer. It's no use comparing the base model of a car with the electric version of the same car, Usually, you're getting a much better car for the money in terms of the spec. So let's consider the new Mini. The base model Mini costs £16,195 on the road, and the electric version costs £24,400. But the electric version is based on the Cooper S Sport with an automatic gearbox, which is 24335 So almost identical in price. But the purchase price is only one part of the discussion. You need to consider the other factors. These include fueling, obviously, tax or vehicle duty and other running costs. And we'll get to them in a moment. 
But first, it's also worth remembering that if all you're doing is looking at the cash price, you're actually looking at things the wrong way around. Nobody who is concerned with the price of things goes out and pays £20,000 plus in cash for a car. They finance it, either via a loan or a PCP or lease agreement. And that's where the money magic begins. If you factor in the monthly repayment, along with the money you're saving on fuel tax and servicing, the price of an EV starts to become much more affordable. Let's look at the Toyota I mentioned earlier. Personally, I pay £290 per month on my lease, and that was zero deposit, 12,000 miles a year, over three years. To finance the Toyota CHR hybrid via the Toyota Finance function under the same conditions, I was quoted £404 per month. That's £114 more from Toyota per month. Now, I can buy a huge amount of electricity for that £114. In fact, it could power my car for almost three months. Now, obviously, the key difference here is that when I've paid off the Toyota loan, I end up with a car. A three-year-old petrol-powered hybrid that will have depreciated by anything up to 40%. So I've lost £9,000 immediately. With the lease... I hand the car back, and, for a similar cost per month, I get a brand new EV. Let's look at something a little bit more expensive, the Kia e-Nero. You can lease these now for £490 per month over four years with £500 down, on 12,500 miles per annum. The Toyota Hybrid, as mentioned, is £404 per month. Fuel costs for your Toyota will be £3,130 per year for 12,500 miles, which is £260 a month. Electricity costs for your e-Nero will be between £156 and £937 per year, depending on where you charge and what your home electricity rate is. That equates to between £13 and £78 per month. On repayment and fuel alone, the Toyota will cost £664 per month, and the e-Nero will cost at most, 560 but in reality, it could be as little as £503 per month. On top of the payments for Toyota, you're also looking at vehicle excise duty and some servicing fees that wouldn't come for the e-Nero, oil changes, for example. However, the e-Nero will need servicing under the terms of the lease, so that will need to be factored in. The e-Nero is a far superior car to the Toyota CHR in terms of spec and can do almost 300 miles on a single charge. So, are EVs more expensive than ICE cars? No. Of course, there are ICE cars that are cheaper than EVs. As already mentioned, the base Mini is £16,000. There isn't an EV on the market that comes close to that price. But it's also worth considering that there are literally hundreds of ICE cars that are more expensive than a good EV. The e-Nero we discussed above is £35,000 in the UK. That's cheaper than a large proportion of the BMW range, most Mercedes-Benz, most Audis above the A4 model. Hell, even the Ford Mondeo Hybrid Blue Eco is £35,960. And the point is, when you're looking for a new car, you work out what your budget is going to be and you buy accordingly. If you can afford £60,000 for an Audi S6 Saloon, you can afford £52,000 for a top-spec Tesla Model 3. But what about the cheaper end of the market? What if I'm not able to afford £30,000 for an EV? Well, let's assume you can afford to buy new. There's always the MG ZS EV. £22,495, which is phenomenal for a car of that size and type. It's cheaper than the Mini Electric, the Kia, the Hyundai Range, the VW e-Golf and the Honda e. 
In fact, it's probably the best value EV on the market, which is why we had six of them at the recent Southwest EV Owners Group meet in Portishead. That same £22,495 will get you a base model Ford Focus, but nothing much higher than that. A Vauxhall Astra SRI NAV 1 litre i Turbo Ecotec, but nothing higher than that. A Citroen Cactus Blue HDI 100 SNS 6-speed manual, or a bog-standard Citroen C5 Aircross SUV. Just think about that again. A basic 1 litre Vauxhall Astra Eco model costs the same as a widely available, higher-spec MG ZS EV. If you can't afford to buy new, how about a pre-owned one? The two most popular EVs on the market second-hand are the Renault Zoe and the Nissan Leaf. Both can be bought for reasonable money, but, and this is worth factoring into your calculations, both are appreciating in value. 30 kilowatt hour Leafs that were £12,000 second-hand last year are now £13,000 second-hand this year, so the extra money's worth it. I also noted from famous EV car dealer Jonathan Porterfield from EcoCars that he was at an auction recently and he saw a Tesla Model 3 with 1,800 miles on the clock go for just £100 below list price, which is phenomenal for a second-hand car. So to summarise, I'll repeat what I said at the start of this segment. A £30,000 EV is cheaper than a £31,000 ICE car. A £5,000 EV costs the same as a £5,000 ICE car. And the monthly repayments on a £300 per month EV lease are the same as the monthly repayments on a £300 ICE car loan. It's also worth remembering that you need to factor in monthly running costs for your fossil fuel gobbler as well as the monthly repayment. And this gives you a clearer indication of what the actual costs are. So saying EVs are so expensive without clarifying what you mean is misleading and it does nobody any favours. Will there come a time when an EV will be available at the same price as a base model ICE car of the same range? Yes, but that's a couple of years away at the moment according to experts. But it doesn't mean that you can't get a great EV, either new or second hand, for a lot less than you think you would pay for one. It's time for a cool EV or renewable thing to share with you listeners. We've talked about ZapMap on here before. It's a great little app for identifying and navigating to charges. But the ZapMap website also has a number of other EV related pages. And one which caught my eye recently was the statistics page. They track all the charge points that are added to their service and display these figures for everyone to see. You can display charges by location, by charger type and by connector. There's also a display showing the number of charges installed in a given time period. Did you know, for example, that there have been 539 new devices added to the ZapMap database over the last 30 days? And that's given us 868 new connectors. Yorkshire, the biggest county in England, has 5.4% of the installed charges. And Wales, a complete country, only has 3.3%, whereas Scotland has 13.2%. Between 2013 and 2019, the number of rapid charges went from 284 to 6,212. And between 2018 and 2019, the number of HPCs, high-powered chargers, went from 341 to 876. So don't let anybody tell you there are no chargers. And that's our show for today. Hope you enjoyed listening to it. If you want to contact us, I'm the Real Gary C on Twitter or use the EV Musings Twitter account, Musings EV. If you're wanting a quick reference ebook to read on your Kindle, I wrote a little something called So You've Gone Electric. It's available on Amazon Worldwide for the measly sum of 99p or equivalent, and it's a great little introduction to living with an electric car. 
Links for everything I've talked about in the podcast today are in the description. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. It's available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And leave a review, preferably five star, as it helps raise our visibility and extend our reach in search engines. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.